Welcome to this week's episode of the World of Roofing podcast, hosted by John Kenny of Cotney's Attorneys and Consultants and Andrew Rowley of RoofMapping.com, where we will introduce you to a new roofing industry craftsman from around the world. Well, good morning, everybody. John Kenny with Cotney Attorneys and Consultants, and I want to welcome everybody to our brand new podcast. We're going to call it the World of Roofing. So this is a little bit different. I've got uh, two friends here with me, both from... Uh, as they say, I guess the other side of the pond, um, they're both over in Great Britain. Um, I got Andrew, who is with uh, Roof Mapping, who's one of our affinity partners. Um, you probably saw the release go out recently and a lot of interesting things there. So Andrew Rowley I want to, is my co-host. He will be doing these with me every time we do them. So I'd like to take a minute, Andrew, to introduce you. And how about you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do and, and how you got here? Yeah, of course. So I'm Andrew Rowley. Um, I've been in the sort of construction architectural world for sort of 25 years now. Started off in architecture as a junior, worked my way up, um, found myself in roofing. I was managing a, a design team of about seven or eight tapered insulation designers. So we saw a lot of different roofs being done, new build, refurb, you know, anything that could have tapered insulation we were designing. Um, so that was really my step into the roofing world. From that, I became a building surveyor. So I was out more on the fields, on the roofs, looking at the quality of the work being done by the contractors. And that's what really sparked sort of my main interest in creating roofmapping.com. You know, from the designer side, I saw the work that was being done, maybe not appreciated. Um, and then when I saw the guys on site doing their quality work, you know, the craftsmanship that they have, sometimes that's not appreciated as well. Um, so I wanted to create a website where we could take all of that pride and passion that I was seeing on different social media outlets and, and really give them somewhere permanent to put that. So once it's on the map, it stays on the map. You know, you don't have to go filtering through, but it's a place where anyone that's in the roofing industry can put their work, whether they've designed it, whether they've installed it, supplied the materials, you know, tell your story mm-hmm. on an interactive database almost. So that's what I've created um and now i'm really trying to push it out there so that more people can get involved so that we can really fill the map with the quality and the craftsmanship that's being done out there um you know there's four things that we really want to do and that's explore the world of the roofers uh, inspire the next generation because i feel that if you show the youngsters what can be done it might inspire them to be involved in it improve the quality so hopefully if people are putting their work on they're going to want to do good work um because hopefully potential customers don't want to see shoddy work being done or paid for and to promote, you know, give everybody, regardless of the size of your company, somewhere to promote your work and to promote the pride and passion that you have so that you can find new customers. So that's really what roofmapping.com is about. And that's what I'm trying to do, you know, and working with people like Joe and others to show, to show the love that they have and that pride and passion. Yeah, no, it's a, we'll get, we'll get the links out for everybody out there listening to go check that out. That's actually how Andrew and I met. We met through LinkedIn. I saw it. I thought, it, wow, it was uh, been a while now, probably over a year ago when we first hooked up on there. I said, what a great concept because, um, you know, out there, if a lot of people who know or don't know me, I was 45 years as in the roofing side of the business. Um, I'm third generation roofer here in the U.S., and, uh, you know, craftsmanship has always been the biggest thing that I've always pushed that and training 
because that's what really sets the best of our industry apart. And that's where uh, Joe's going to come in here in a minute. Because uh, I told some people we were talking to Joe today, and they're like, oh, I know who he is. And you know, you got quite a reputation over here in the US with some of your work that people are seeing. So that's that's an interesting thing, and, and it should be very proud of it. So those are what we're going to cover on this world of roofing as we go through this. We're going to um, get that craftsmanship out there. We're going to uh, hear the story of folks here like Joe and Joe's story will be coming up a bit. And we're also want to encourage not only, um, you know, if you, you watch what goes on, uh, the Europeans absolutely have one of the best apprenticeship and training programs in the world. That's in my opinion. I also work a lot with the IFD over there. I'm on their uh, board and I enjoy hearing about the different countries that are over there and what they're doing to train. So here in the U.S. and in Canada, we also want to be able to bring uh, you all into the fold to be on the show as we go along so that you can show, you know, the craftsmanship that you're doing here. And I think one thing I always like to say when I'm working with the IFD is roofing is that common denominator. No matter what part of the world you're in or what country you live in, we're roofers, right? That's what unites us together. So that's what this is about, getting all that out there. So that being said, Joe, um, I'd like to introduce you. Tell us a little bit about yourself and especially the type of roofing that you do. I think it's extremely interesting. Yeah, so um, yeah, I'm Joe, and uh, I'm a second-generation master thatcher. So um, for those who don't know what master thatcher is, it's, we put a straw onto a roof, um, and th there's no other material. So it's just the straw itself keeps the water out of the roof. Um, I trained with my dad um, since I was, when I was 16. Uh, that's the only thing I've done. And um, the one thing I particularly um, fussy about is just getting that, that look, that appearance. Um, it, for me, it's not just a roof covering, it's also a, an artistic um, piece of work. And um, people, are, people are spending a lot of money on these roofs. And to me, it's got to be practical, but also got, it's got to look the part and look spot on. Um, yeah. So where do you do, uh, so Master Thatcher, so, you know, here, here in the, the U.S. and that, um, I know I will give you an example, a lot of times in some of what we call our theme parks, like our amusement parks and that, yeah. they have the thatch areas, like we here in Florida, we have a place called Bush Gardens, and they have a, you know, like a, a jungle area where they have a safari and they've got it, and I know when they did that, they actually had to bring people in outside of the U.S.A., to be able to do that because that is a very skilled part of the roofing industry is to be able to do that. Like you said, there's nothing else under it. It's not only a matter of being able to put it down in the correct layers and be able to get it to be watertight the way I'm sure you weave it. I, I don't know a lot about it. That's why I'm very interested in this. But then you also have to be able to cut it and you're able to make designs. I've seen some stuff on some of these stat roofs that blows my mind. It's, it's like you say, it's like looking at an art canvas. Yeah, so it goes on very similar to tiles. We put it on in, in lines, and each, each line then could cover the fixings then covered over as you go to the top. Um, and it's, it is cut, the ridge itself, the ridge, the top of the apex, what we call the ridge, that's, that's where it's all cut, and there's all night pattern on that. Um, and then you can actually bring as decoration, cut decoration into the coat work, which is the main body of, of, the, of the roof. Um, it's yeah, it's not. There's a there's a few in in the states and Canada, but it, it's it's predominantly a European thing. Um, it's, in England, there's 
you know, this, you get whole villages that are just purely thatched. Um, so how about the material, Joe? Is it like, do you uh, pick, do you guys, special, what is the material, I mean, that makes up the thatch and how available is that? Is there a drying process? So I guess what I'm asking is how particular are you as a craftsman to what you put down? Is it like, do you go and look at the batch as it comes in and some of it's yeah. good, some of it's not? Yeah, so there's, for, for me, for where I am, there's two types of material that I use. So there's, there's um, straw, which is just just normal wheat straw. It's the old varieties that were that were there before the advent of the combine harvester. So you're talking it's sort of six foot length. It's real tall stuff, um, and then that is cut all the old fashioned ways. Like it's it's cut with a small bind reaper binder on the side of a tractor. It's then stooped in fields. Um, it's then collected once it's dried out within the fields. It's cut green essentially because we want the stem to be nice and strong. We don't want it to, to over-ripen in the field. So it's cut green, stooped in the field to allow it to dry out. Mm -hmm. uh, then it's collected up and then it's gone through what they, a thrashing machine. So it's like an old Victorian machine, like something from a Thomas Hardy novel. And uh, it, it, it's, it's thrashed through there, combed out, so all the sort of leaf and things are taken out of it and sheathed up. And then we, we use that. Predominantly, that's what I use. I'd say probably 80% of the work I use is that um, because in the UK we have what we call listed buildings and so the building has to have whatever material was on there before we have to then replace that right so like for like how um so a couple of curious questions I have and, I, and I'm pretty sure buddy would be interested in this first of all what is the average thickness that you put down in layers yeah so keeping with the straw material at the moment uh, straw is Put on about 12 inches onto that. Now that that isn't directly onto timber either. So we, we, we keep a small base layer of straw mm -hmm. on which is already attached to the timbers. Um, and then the new so we strip off and we probably leave about 12 inches, maybe eight inches to the timbers. And then we go over again for 12 inches. So you're looking on average, probably it's probably about two foot thick when we finished. But bear in mind that. As soon as I've finished, it is actually wearing, and because it's organic, it's it's all right. it's already sort of de degrading. So the time it comes to the end of that life, it shrank considerably, and it's back down then to maybe a, a foot and a half. So then we take that half foot off and start again. So that leads me to my next question: What is the average life before you have to add on? <laughs> yeah, so with with straw. The, the, the ridge itself will need replacing sort of every 12 to 15 years, and that protects the main coat underneath. Mm -hmm. And then the main coat would need replacing on average about every 30 years, uh, give or take the other, other way. Um, and then you've got the other materials, water reed, which is predominantly a sort of European reed. In England, in England, it's what we call Norfolk reed. So it's, it's mainly in Norfolk, although it has spread throughout the whole country now. Um, and that's that's a watery, which is a lot tougher, coarser material, and that is fixed directly onto timbers with steel bar and screws, um, okay. and that that will last. That could last about seventy years in the right conditions. Um, and again, we are governed with listed buildings, so if it was watery, we'd replace it with watery. 
although a lot of the new builds that we have, they always pretty much opt to go with watery just because of the uh, the lifespan of it, basically. So you were saying earlier that you learned to trade from your dad, and then yeah. he taught you to trade and work with you. How many uh, how many years would you say of actually doing it did it take you to be the you know to the level of craftsman that you are now? Yeah, I am. Um, I think it's probably it's ten plus years, really. Yeah, I think officially the apprenticeship is four year apprenticeship. But I think by the end of that four years, you. you Got a sort of the basic understanding. But I think it's going to be 10 years really before you actually become competent and then you can start giving more artistic licenses, what I'm trying to do. Um, it's just because the the time scale of every job is quite long. It's, it's, there's no machinery and things all put on by hand. So each roof can take can take a couple of months to do. So mm -hmm. you're not going to get through the, the variation um, within a 12 month period to be sort of really competent it needs to stack up for about 10 years I would say. So if a young person wanted to come into the field of doing that what would be the process? Yeah the, it's the process would be you'd have to contact your local master thatcher and mm -hmm. it would be very old-fashioned apprenticeship so it, it was just going working alongside the, 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 the thatcher himself there's no college course or um, anywhere you can go and learn in a barn or anything like that. It's all on site and it's all just shadowing. So to get into it, it's quite tricky to get into it. I'm, you know, I'm very fortunate that I could come to it from my family, but um, you would really need to know and contact your local master thatcher to get into that. That's interesting. So I love the idea that this is one of the, I'll call it ancient part of roofing, right? Because yeah, it back so many, many, many centuries where thatch was at one time the only, you know, one of the original roof coverings around the world. Yeah. And the fact that you can take, and I can understand the 10-year process makes total sense to me because it is an art form to do it and it's it's pure craftsmanship. So I think the fact that it's uh, the year 2021 and you're still uh, able to be out there and there's still a market for it and you know, you're passing down this ancient, you know, tradition. Um, and yeah, I can tell you, I've done a lot of roofs, different types of roofs here in the U.S., but I've never, ever done thatch. So I have, uh, it's amazing. That's why this is great to hear about this today. Yeah, it's, it's funny because in the U.K., a, a thatch roof 100 years ago would have been a sign of poverty. Um, but, not, but now it's, it, it's complete reverse. It's, sure. You know, it's a prestige roof to have. Um, and as you say, none of the techniques that I use have changed hundreds of years. Um, and I think, for me, the exciting thing about thatching is that the sustainability of the material, the environmentally friendly yep. um, side of things. It's, you know, everything we use is organically grown. Um, it's carbon neutral. It's, it's totally friendly for the earth. And I think that's really exciting. Um, in this day and age absolutely why other roofing systems and other industries are trying to go green right that's the whole way the world's trying to move now yeah you're the original go green i mean thatches, yeah. that's it yeah. that you can't get any more greener than that no that's no. great 
So what else would you like to share with us today, Joe, that we haven't covered? Something that I didn't bring out or so you want to tell us about one of the, say, the uh, um, most challenging jobs you did or the best, the most proud job you are of or something like that? Well, the, the thing that really excites me is the modernization of Thatcher. So it, it, not, it hasn't hit the UK yet, but if you look at Germany and um, Holland, they're, they're doing vertical wall thatching so that they're, they're, they're not only covering the roof structure they're, they're coming down the walls and they've got like apartment buildings where they've they've actually cladded in thatch and to me it, it's just very exciting it looks brilliant and it just and it does just, just the job you know the insulation values are great far greater than anything that is required by uk regulation right. So it just ticks all the boxes at the moment. And I, I'm just trying to push it even more in the UK. So that was a great, great point you brought up. I didn't think about that. So the R value per inch is actually really good with, with the uh, thatching? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Great. Yeah. So, you know, it, with a thatch roof, there's no need for any kind of lagging in the loft or anything like that. The thatch itself is far exceeding um, what is required. Um, and in fact, it, it, it works. You've got the best of both worlds. So in, in the winter, it keeps you nice and warm, you won't let any heat escape. But again, in the summer, it won't, it's deflecting all the sun, all the heat. So it's easy cool in the house as well. So it, it, it really is fantastic material for the roof. Well, I will tell you, Joe, anytime, and I know you're putting up through uh, roof mapping, and we'll get to Andrew here in a minute. He can tell us about some of the projects he's got up there of yours. but. Anytime you want to be willing enough to share any of your work on a video or some photos, please get them on over. I'd love to do some follow-up, uh, you know, social media posts on the craftsmanship that you're doing. Um, absolutely. And if you ever make a trip over here to the United States, let me know ahead of time. I, if you were ever in the Florida area, I'll bring you in and show you our training center. And, and uh, you know, well, boy, we could probably... Uh, uh, be amazing what you'd, you'd be able to show us over here. That, that's that's absolutely wonderful. I'm really been a pleasure to talk to you today about what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'd love to bring it over and, and show you guys, you know, what, what we do. Well, the invitation's there. So when you're ready, let me know. We'll be happy to make, help you make those arrangements. Thank you. So, Andrew, I'm going to kick it back over to you a minute. Why don't you kind of lead in now? I think it'd be a good point to talk about what you're putting up there. And I know, uh, you know, like Joe, Joe's a craftsman. He's got his jobs going on in different areas of the country or, you know, different villages, wherever he's at. So what's the process to get that up on to your site? So at the moment, there's a form that can be filled in. It's, it's, it's quite manual at the moment. Um, so the details are sent to me with the photographs. So I put them onto the database, which in turn then sort of puts them on the website. Uh, so it's all back end at the moment. You know, the, the vision is that it will get to a stage where, you know, you can create an account. It's all for free. There's no cost to, to put jobs on or to view to view roofs on the map, but create an account and you can then control what you put on the map yourself. That's a little bit further down the line. But, you know, it was, it was on Instagram. I have a small footprint on Instagram, but that's where I first saw the work of Joe. And it just, you know, you see it and you think, oh, my gosh, that is absolutely amazing. Because I was showing my wife, who isn't that supportive, because <laughs> she doesn't really understand why I'm doing this. Um, but she saw the pictures of two of Joe's cottages that he's done. And she was like, wow, that's that's amazing. And that's the 
that's what I want to get across to the, the general public is actually what is above you that you don't really pay much attention to until it needs replacing or it leaks on your head. There, there is a world of craft and a world of, you know, gorgeous roofs up there. So, yeah. and that's what the explore part of it, you know, the tagline for the website is explore the world above us. Um, because there is so much, there's a, there's a great wealth of great work up there. You know, thatch is beautiful, but you, you know, you've got lead, you've got the hard metals, tiling, you know, liquids, felt, all, all of these different materials are installed by craftsmen who train, who have pride in what they do. And that's, you know, that's the backbone of the website. It's to not only give the manufacturer somewhere to promote their materials or, you know, the larger contractors to say, oh, look, we did this massive job. You know, I want the installers, the, the actual craftspeople who are on their hands and knees on the scaffold installing to say, actually, I did this. You know, look at this is the quality of my work um, so that they, they can have somewhere to show to show that pride and passion. Um, because, and I, you know, I think, is it Avon Cottage that you won the um, the Thatch of the Year, Joe, in... Yeah, that's right yeah. yeah that was the first one that we put on roofmapping.com um you know and, and the little finny animals you've got on there i think it's a mother duck and a ducklings you know it's just those little touches that joe puts onto the roofs you know he's got fighting hares he's he's got cats and all sorts of stuff he'll put on there i'm assuming that's a client preference but he but he does all those and it's it's those little um little touches that he does i'm assuming he has a, a style or you know, pattern that he likes to follow. But um, I think it might be on Latchways. There'll be some new photos going up on the website that I've just received. But you can just see, you know, the lines that he creates in the thatch. There's no joints. It's just so ergonomic and beautiful sort of curves. And one of the videos I saw, he's doing it with a knife. And you think, my gosh, how sharp is that knife for a start to cut through with such precision? I'm assuming you've got a good uh, stone sharpener. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it's just watching him work on some of the videos that he's put on. You think that's a real craftsman. And, you know, I just want to show more people what that is because, you know, it's quite enclosed at the moment. I haven't gone out to the, the general public, but that's my ultimate game or aim once there's sure. more roofs on there is to say, look, if you want a roof, have a look what's around you. If you need a thatch, go on the website and see what's th what thatch roofs have been done in the last, I don't know, five years or 10 years in a particular radius of my cottage or house um, so it's giving that information to the public so that they can make informed contacts for roofing contractors because they'll know that they can do what they need them to do because there'll be examples of it on the website um, you know and if they see one of Joe's they can say well actually show me all of Joe's roofs on the map and it will just show all of them what the, the area that he covers the different roofs the different styles next so actually I like what you did on this ridge can you do that for me um, so yeah, it's just there's a lot of information on various social media posts, whether it be LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, various websites from companies all over the world. Um, and I suppose what I'm trying to do is get all of that information and to put it into one place so that it can just be searched and investigated and explored. Well, I think it's a great idea. I mean. So much has been lost over the years. I mean, I wish, you know, when I grandfather was doing this, I had more photos and more pictures of him and the work that he did, but it just didn't exist. I have some, not what I'd like to, but, 
you know, in today's world with everything being digital, you know, once it's on your site, it's there for, you know, it's there forever. So it yeah. lives, it's going to live well beyond all of us, which is great. So that's really the whole purpose of this. We're kind of coming to our end here. And I want to thank you both for uh, taking the time to join me today. And of course, Andrew, you know, as a co-host, you're going to be on here a lot. We're going to continue to do these, but this is what this is about. So the listeners out there understand this is only about promoting the quality and the craftsmanship that's going on around the world by the people who are out there every single day, not only keeping us dry, but taking it to that next level and giving you a lot for, you know, what you're getting on it. It'll, you know, let's face it, the roof is the fifth, uh, fifth wall, right? That's what it's always known as, but it's time to start showcasing that fifth wall because it's, it's important and it looks good. So, Joe, uh, pleasure having you on here today, and we're going to have you on here more. I can see it. We're going to have a follow-up because we could have spent hours going through this today. We want to get some of your stuff shared out there with your permission. We'll get coordinated. I want people to see the craftsman that you are. And Andrew, I want to thank you today for your time um, and the announcement for us. We do have a webinar coming up. We'll be announcing everybody soon to really showcase uh, roofmapping.com and what they're doing so the whole world can start to see it and start to use it and really get out there to see what craftsmen like, such as Joe does every single day. So again, guys, I want to thank you a lot for your time and we'll catch you on the next one. Everybody out there, we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.